Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm sitting at the red light. My ankle monitor beeping. Hadn't been charged. I think I see the people. Mm. Bounce. I took my roof off at the red light. I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend cause it's all cash Brown bag legend when it's all cash Trap, 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 trap Trap, 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 trap First one on the block I need mine off the top Over town he got shot But he died in overlocker Couldn't save one lung Hit him up, lum, lum See the look on my face Like cash did it once day Niggas hate on my town I went the first round, then I earned the Lombardi, ain't no fuck boys allowed, only fuck is exclusive, her favorite rapper Lil Boosie, tell the truth I didn't ask, when it come to bitches I'm Gucci, I'm the wrong one to rob, in the jungle I'm Nas, in the label I'm Russell, in the trap I'm Rick Rouse, double M Goldman Sachs, just like Omar and Chloe, you came down for the packs, I sent you right back loaded, Whoa. I took my roof off at the red light, I took my roof off at the red light. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. Brown bag legend, cause it's all cash. Brown bag legend when it's all cash. Trap, 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 trap. Trap, 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 trap. How we trying to better hold me up by Vegas? All right, welcome to the Wednesday Night Wind Down with your host, Shamor and Mim. So um, tonight we're going to start off our evening. We're going to welcome a guest, and then, of course, we're going to get into um, the second part of the show where we talk about bull stuff. And I want to start off the show, you know, with profanity because, you know, I don't do that. Okay, maybe I did. But um, I'm going to bring on part of our NIM. Hi, Imaj. Good evening. How are you doing? I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Me either. So, um, so we're going to get into that second part of the show later where we get to talk about bull. Yeah. And um, I'm sure Imaj is going to bring the real, probably, she's probably going to touch on some stuff that was on my list of things I want to talk about, because I was just like everyday life, but she's going to touch on some bull doo-doo and, uh, in the celebrity world, uh, and of course, Mr. I'm not here yet, I'm always late, um, 
he's got his segment that he's going to touch on too. So um, that's the second part of the show. The first part of the show, we're going to welcome author Keith Kareem Williams. And um, this is the author that I feel a connection to only because he's such a kind guy. Uh, My first writing experience in this industry, he helped me out. And um, I'll never forget that. He helped me out. No questions asked. Checked in. Did you need anything? Can I help you with anything else? I mean, he was just really, really cool. So, um, but I've been watching his hustle since then because that was like five years ago. And um, amazing growth. Just amazing. So, we're going to talk to um, Mr. Williams here in a moment. I was trying to give Ron a little time to get to work, but it doesn't seem to matter. Mm-hmm. All I can do is shake my head sometimes. I, I can't even. And I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out why I'm so surprised. I'm probably actually not at all surprised. Um, you know, you just hope people do better and think they will, and they don't. But it's okay. So at some point throughout the interview, I'm sure Ron will show up for work, tardy for the party, and then expect to be brought in, mic open, and everything like he was on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to let him do his thing. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have, again, I'm going to have two uh, lives, two separate lives going on, so... I'm going to do the live for the interview portion, and then I'll stop that one, and I'll do a live for the second half of the show, unless, of course, there are technical difficulties, and then I'll just stop whenever it says you've got to stop because I'm not acting right, but y'all know how technology is. Remember, that new phone doesn't work like that old trusty, dusty one, so with no further ado, I mean, you know, ever since I got this new phone, we've been having to do stuff a different way. And mine is holding on by a string, God. I'm trying not to get away, get rid of it. I'm trying. I am but it not. Makes my the spirit heavy every time. I'm not the spokesperson for this eight. This eight is not making me happy. Life at this eight, they need to do something better with this connectivity issue that they are having. Because this stuff is really for the birds. But we can talk about that when we get to the BS part of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so I would like to welcome to the wind down, um, Mr. Kareem Williams. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good night. How y'all doing? Yes, good. We can't. I can't. Nobody's over here complaining. How about that? <laughs> That's good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that intro. That was sweet. I put a, I'm here smiling, cheering. Aw. But you know, it's true. I mean, you remember yeah. that experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just me, like, you know. But, and, and you, I, you've been my Facebook BFF since then, so it's all good. Aw. That's my FB, BFF. Everybody probably questions that, but that's why. Like, he was, like, a friend to me when I didn't have any friends in the industry. So, I appreciate him. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So let me talk to us a little bit about um, your most recent project. What do you got dropping? Um, was early this year. Um, well, in the last year, I released a book called Death in the City. Um, it's it is actually based on a screenplay that I wrote a few well, a long time ago. And you know, I, have, I you know I've had this screenplay sitting around, and you know, but I love the story. So I said, you know what, I might not be able to make it into a movie right now, make it into a film. So I decided to um you know, turn it into a novel. And okay. so far, out of all the books I've released up until this point, that one has sold the most copies of the last All right. So we got us a hit. We got us um, yeah. a favorite. Yeah. A fan yeah. favorite. Yeah. I'm I don't I don't know if it's a, I think it's a combination of you know, with my earlier work I wasn't known. Um, I think it's probably the product of people paying attention now. Mm-hmm. Like I've been telling y'all, I could really write. <laughs> right. So I, I feel like you know, um, my audience and my readership has grown. So that's what I mean, you know. I don't know how people couldn't know who you are by the way that you hustle. Right. That was the that I played that song because you treat writing and your books like you work in a trap. I mean, yeah. Really. Yeah. you're serious. Like you're you're on the street, you're hustling books, you're in the lab, you're writing all day, you and you're raising kids. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. My life is not easy. <laughs> but, no. Um, I catch you online when I'm online, which is way too late to be online and get right. up and be bad in the morning and um pushing books under a tree the next day. I mean, really. Yeah. I sacrifice a lot of sleep, a lot of sleep. But you know, when I when I first started what I realized is that um, a few things I had to learn early on. Like for example, you know, I saved all the the kind of, you know, the emotions and the feelings for what I write on the pages. And it takes a little bit of time sometimes to realize that you have to separate, you know, some of the personal stuff when you have the finished product in your hands and you need to get out get it out in the world. Now, um, did I always feel like I was writing great books but wasn't getting that attention? Sure. But, you know, I chose instead of like, you know, being sensitive about it and being upset I just use the energy to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep writing. And I told a, a friend in the industry once, um, my homie Keisha Green, uh, Keisha will tell you, I told her, I said, Keisha, if I have to write 100 books to get the recognition, well, then that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how come, you know, in 2010, I released my second book. And I'm working on my 14th book now. You know what I mean? So, wow, 14. That's that, yeah, that I'm constantly working. But, you know, that's what it takes sometimes, you know? So, I'm willing so to, talk I'm willing to us to about work. Um, the genre that you write in. Um, I want everybody to kind of be familiar, if they're not, with the type of writing you do. Right. 
Well, um, in terms of my genre, like I've written books in every genre, from thrillers to urban to um, contemporary romance to erotica to fantasy slash science fiction. But um, I have a unique style. Um, I I get bored, right? And I and I feel that sometimes the readers may get the same. Like I try to avoid formulaic writing. Where, you know, sometimes you find something that works and you tend to be afraid to shy away from it. I experiment a lot and I mix genres a lot. And okay. I was nervous doing it at first because, you know, you do something and it works. So you say, man, you know, I better keep doing this. It works. But it also becomes stale and stagnant. So a lot of times I'll start off a novel and you'll believe that it's one genre. And then by the time it gets to the last stage, it's something totally different. But if if I do my job right, you love the whole ride from beginning to the end. So right. you know, my my style is always difficult. I mean, I have I, I I found a creative way to 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 describe it in my bio, but um, my style is hard to. It's always hard for me to explain because I do so many different things and I don't stick to any particular script. I mean, I think we understand that. So, um, you know, you want to you be fresh. And you don't want to be predictable. So, I don't think anybody to be predictable. Uh, so, I get that. Uh, and I'm going to pause for a second because I'm going to bring our male representative in because he's extra, extra late to work. But he might have something that he wants to offer during an interview a little bit later. So, I don't want him to be sitting and waiting, so. Okay. Ron, are you you here now? I am absolutely here. Good evening. Yeah, okay. Shut up again. What's good, brother? How you feeling? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, and you're definitely inspiring me to get up off my backside and do some work. All right. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad. You done? Because I, I know I told you to just sit there and shut up. I mean, but are you done? You really go talk hey, to me Ron? like this in front of company? Hey, Mosh. <laughs> I mean, we got company, and you're going to disrespect me to that level in front of company? I mean, that was nice. I didn't use any profanity, and I called you by your name. So you're not going to answer the question. You're going to sidestep it with some verbal gymnastics. Okay, I get it. I get it. No problem. Whatever works. Whatever works. Whatever works. Moving on. Um, so talk to us about um getting into writing. Like what prompted you what made you want to be a writer? Um, well, I always used to write and, and you know, win essay contests and poetry contests and so on and so forth, but I really didn't consider it as a career until um I went to college because I actually entered college undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and I took a fiction workshop, and um, I tell the story of, you know, when people, you know, it always, you know, well, basically what happened was I took a fiction workshop, um, and I never read my work in front of people. So that class consisted of just a professor. There were no textbooks. He said, look, you guys write. You bring me your work. The class was sitting in a circle. We'll critique it. That's how you'd be graded. 
Now, when I was in college, I was working two jobs plus going to school full-time. So I'm sitting there for about the first month, and I hadn't seen work. work. You said you were working two jobs? Yeah, I was working two jobs. Yeah, I was working for an ambulance company, doing their medical billing and their scheduling, and I was also working in the group home. So as a therapist, so wow. I was, and then I was going to school full time, so I was, you know, had a full time, full schedule. So um, I sat down and I said to myself, "Well, you've been in this class for this amount of time. You haven't written anything. You haven't haven't brought in anything to share with the class, and you're paying for this. It's not high school where you just go to summer school. Like I have to pay for this class again as hard as I work. I said not. So one." Afternoon, I went home, got home about 2.30 in the afternoon, um, and I wrote from 2.30 in the afternoon till about 2.30 in the morning. That's, yeah. I, that's very rare. I've had sessions like that where I, I just sat down and I didn't do anything else and that sort of thing. So when I brought the work back into the classroom and I read it, the professor didn't even know my name. He had to ask me, like, who are you? And, you know, I told him who I was. He said, all right, well, go ahead. You have, you know, you have the floor. And um, as I read what I wrote, I could feel the energy of the class shift depending on if I, you know, if I was reading something sad or tragic, whether it was, you know, the parts that were supposed to be funny, they laughed. And um, that was a powerful feeling because, you know, mm-hmm. you could feel the whole room shift as I read. And when I right. finished, I felt the whole class kind of like exhale, like, wow, you know, and then the professor and my classmates told me, like, dude, this is what you should be doing. Mm. And they, you know, that, what I read in that class became actually the first two chapters of my first novel. And the reason why I ended up um, publishing the book is because life kind of caught up with me. I couldn't afford school, so I decided to take a semester off. Like, you know what, let me take a semester off, save some money, Instead of scrambling around, worrying about how I'm buying books, how I'm paying the tuition, let me just take a break, catch my breath, and start back. But then I had my son while I was on break, <laughs> right? So now, you know, you have a family, so that takes priority. And then um, I was considering going back again once I got used to how I had to handle things with a son and a woman to take, you know, to take care of. And here comes my daughter. So then they got put on hold again. But after my daughter, I made my mind up that I didn't want to let go of what I knew I to do. So I mm-hmm. did my research. I figured out how to self-publish in a way that was beneficial to me. I wasn't getting hoodwinked by any vanity publishing companies or anything mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I went ahead and put out my first book, and it went well. And the rest is history, as they say. All right. Well, I mean, and I think that story in itself is um, inspiring, you know. Um, but I, I think that shows that your hustle developed a long time ago. Um, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to write books and then I'm going to hustle them. Like, you've been a hustler for a little while. Always. From the time I was Applied it. You know, from the time I was a kid, you know, like I always felt like um, if I wanted something, I'd go out and I'd grind for it. 
you know. So that was always it took mm-hmm. me a while to learn how to sell my books, like to sell my books out in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I credit um, my brothers for that. My younger brothers, actually, my my the brother that's right behind me, Mel. When I first got um that first five hundred book, he sold them. Cause I had, I'm looking at these books. All right, I got them. What am I gonna do with them? And he came right. and he said, "All right, I got you." And he took a handful of books. And I was like, "Yo, bro, you know, I bought those." He's like, "Come oh, man, relax." And he came back every day, and they was gone in a week. Wow. <laughs> he was moving them, and then um, once I decided to get out in the street, my other brother, the brother behind, the, but the, my next youngest brother, he um sells his music. And he was the one who actually taught me, like, listen, bro, you're not going to sell books standing up behind this table waiting for people to approach you. You know, you have to introduce yourself. And I spent the summer with him, and he made me into a monster. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So now, even if, you know, sometimes I'll go to an event, and maybe, you know, it wasn't as busy or didn't get as much foot traffic, you know, to sell books. Listen, People who, who've been places with me will tell you, I get out in the street anywhere, anytime, and I'm selling my books. I don't leave the house without flyers, bookmarks, a couple books on me. I've sold books to – I've been out to dinner and sold books to waitress. I don't care. You know, it's a constant thing, and I feel like because I wear all the hats mm-hmm. with what I do, that's the only that's the only way I can do it. I can't. I can't sit back and wait for things to happen or wait for anybody to make things happen for me. It has to be in a session. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I joke and I say it, but it's true. I'm almost always working because, like yeah. I said, I'm a one-man, you know, I'm a one-man team. I don't have a, a, a team behind me, you know, a street team or anything like that, so it's just me. So yeah, that's I remember the only you way told I me um, when, we, when we actually met in person, I remember you right. telling me that you um, actually sold books like in the airport or on the bus or I on mean, the I was like, bus. Listen, yeah. if I'm if getting on a bus to go somewhere, like a long bus ride or whatever, or the airport, I'm asking people, like, listen, we're going to be on this bus for a while, <laughs> right? I'm an author. Anybody need something to read? I'll right. Early on, I'll tell you a funny story. Early on, um, when I first quit my job and started doing this full time 2010. I was actually on my way to go on a date, but I felt like I didn't have enough money. So I said, you know what? Because I, you know, I got my responsibility to take care of my kids and my bills. And I'm like, man, this girl shouldn't go on a date. I ain't got money for that. Man, listen. And I was getting on the train to go see her. I threw books in my backpack and on my way there, I made enough money to go on a nice date. <laughs> I also was on my way to the house. Now that's so, dedication. You know, that's yeah, dedication. You know what I mean? You got to make it happen. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay, so I don't want to monopolize the conversation. So um, coming from, you know, a male perspective, or um, Imaj is definitely our reader super reader, reviewer. So do you two have any additional things you'd like to ask? 
I'm an open book. You guys can ask me anything. All right. Well, then, how about this? So you say you was on the train, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a, I'm assuming you're from a city. What city are you from? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. You from what part of Brooklyn are you from? I was from over in Brownsville in the 90s. Okay, okay. Wilmore. Actually, Wilmore between 91st and 92nd. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I used yeah. to, um, I mean, I'm born in Brooklyn, Brooklyn myself. I used to live right near James County on New York and Winthrop. Okay, so you already know, all right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm listening in, to you. Was, I'm like, I was born in Kings County Hospital. So oh, well, wow, I feel sorry for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. lucky I survived, right? <laughs> right, and you survived. Right, right. So you knew you was going to win. From day one, you knew you was going to win. If Kings County ain't kill me. <laughs> A little family yeah. reunion here. A little family reunion. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, see, you see, this is what I'm talking about, brother. It, it's just a little bit of testosterone start flowing and she start hating. Don't pay her no mind. She'll not act in front of the company. I mean, she, she's good at heart. She's good at heart. But, you know, sometimes when the company get around, she start, you know, dropping dishes on purpose and shit and changing the channel. We watching the game. She changing the channel. She is not to act in the company. Around. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, be careful. You're talking to my SBBFF. He don't play that kind of stuff. Be careful. <laughs> All right, I'm too old for all those letters. You got you got to talk to me. You can't spell to me. <laughs> My bad. I apologize. I'm not up on up on the hip lingo. You know, but, um, all that shit you just spelled out meant nothing to me. <laughs> I'm just telling you, don't cross me, cause you got my back. Is that what WF in? F V W S T means? Is that, is that what that meant? You might as well have just said it. It was quicker. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you with a passion. All right. You got to be like that. So that's okay. All right. So back to you, brother. I don't mean get sidetracked. So that being said, being from being from the town, yeah, there's a lot of options, right? You know what I mean. There's a lot of things going on. Right. How do you decide how to spend your time? What's more important than than something else? Oh, gotcha. Well, for me, um, what I've learned is that I don't necessarily go out every day to go sell books now, because there are certain days that are lighter than others where you end up spending more time kind of like standing around. So what I do is I know the days that are busy. So on those days, it's usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, people are out. They tend to spend money over the weekend. I'm, I'll go out like an animal on those days. And then the slower days, like the Mondays, the Tuesdays, the Wednesdays, I spend that inside. Like I write every day, but there are times I dedicate to research. That's important. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I've learned also to do that internet research when you need things done to find the cheapest way where you're still going to get high quality, jump on the, okay, this is this. Nah, man, you got to bargain hunt when you're self-employed and you're running your own business. You know what I mean? There's companies out there that will do things for cheaper. You know what I mean? So I, I do a lot of research. That's when I do the bulk of my writing. You know, I promote 
thank goodness, thank God for smartphones because I could still promote while I'm out in the street, you know what I mean? So, and then, you know, I'm a single dad, so that's tricky also because, you know, I can't neglect my kids. But the good thing about me being a full-time author is that the job that I had before, right before I quit and, you know, decided to take this route, I was gainfully employed. I was a manager. I had a good job, made a good salary, but I was never around. My mother always had to be taking care of the kids, my cousins, my aunts. And I said, yo, dude, you got to be around more. You know, you're their dad. That's you. Who they looking to or who they need to lean on. So, um, because I used to leave when it was dark, get back home when it's dark. And then when the weekends come around, the only thing I want to do is sleep because I'm tired. So when I um, made this decision to be a full-time author, it gave me time to get up in the morning, take them to school, walk them to school, make sure they get to school okay. Then after school, pick them up, come home. How was your day? What's going on? What's going on at school? I, I, I have this. All the teaching staff, they know me. The principal knows me. I volunteer at the school when they have big. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a PTA guy, but if they have like a big event, like you know, some type of fundraiser or whatever, I volunteer my time. You know what I mean? So, I was. It allowed me to be more active in their lives, and to be around and not miss it. All those important things like the shows and the award ceremonies, and so on and so forth. So even though, you know, there's times where you know, as with any business, it's up and down. You know, when you, when I was punching the time clock and when I was working with somebody else, look, whether I had a great week or not, Friday has my money, bro. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I put the time in and I did the work, whether I had a great week or kind of choppy, well, Friday has my money. The difference is now I have to make it work. You know, I can't, there, there's no, you know, there's not a lot of room for error. But, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, you know it took me a little bit of time to find balance. Because I'm, I'm really driven and I work a lot, but I realize that I still have to take out time to spend with the kids and to, you know, do things with them. And so I'm better. I'm much better at it now than I used to be. Indeed, indeed. So I'm sorry, I'm gonna, Shamar. I won't ask any more questions. You can ask another question, but I'm going to ask a question right now. Um, so. Again, let's get back to this fact that I this this point I was making here. So I remember, I guess it was about 2010, 2011. I remember the Keith of 2011. Mm-hmm. He would um, be online. He would write. He might communicate with you a little bit, but it wasn't a lot of um, personal interaction. But this uh, 2K17, Keith, with the pictures all over the internet and interacting with his fans or his followers or his readers, I'm not sure what you call them, Uh, this 2K17, Keith, has turned into quite the um, attention getter. And I noticed that... um, Putting certain pictures on Facebook could result in a few comments or inboxes. So, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. 
So I, I just, you know, I, I think I need to, I think I need to go ahead and, and let maybe Keith talk about his, um, his, I don't know, are you a single man? Are you, are you looking? Um, I just don't want to get beat up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you are right, man. You're not going to get beat up. I am a single dude, but you know, I don't like, I don't know. I kind of just live. You know what I mean? I I learned a long time ago not to force things. You know, so I kind of just you know I live. I work. I'm hard to deal with. Like that's that's my problem. I'm hard to deal with because I work so much, and like there's a lot. Even my friends, even you know, even my friends will be like, "Yo, we going here? We going out or whatever?" And I'm like, nah, "I got work." You know, so they kind of get it. They get used to it. But sometimes it's a little bit difficult for women if I say, look, you know, nobody wants to come third, you know, because it's like my kids, my career, and then you somewhere after that. You know what I mean? So not everybody's in a place to be like, oh, okay, I feel you. I see what you're doing. You know what I mean? So sometimes it makes it difficult. And then, you know, as a writer, it's not like I'm a bus driver, so I come home and then I'm just coming home to spend time with the fam. For me, sometimes... When I'm home or I'm around, it's not really downtime, you know, just because I don't, you know, put on a tie and go report to an office. You know, when I'm home, a lot of times that's work time also. So it, it becomes complicated, you know. And, and, you know, but I figure, listen, somebody somebody going to put up with my bullshit, so. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, and I'm going to put that I think you got a lot of volunteers. Uh, willing to put up with it. Um, uh, it. You know what? It starts off like that. It always does. When you say, look, this is my life, and you kind of map it out, because I'm honest. Um, you know, I don't play. I'm, 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 sometimes my honesty gets me in trouble, but I'm real honest. And everybody will say that in the beginning. Like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. And then it becomes a problem after a while. You know, when you don't spend enough time, or they might not see you for two 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 weeks or so on this like, and then also most of my readers are female, right? Mm-hmm. And you see how I am. I'm cool with everybody. I talk to everybody, mm-hmm. you know? and that becomes a pro- like, man. I could tell y'all stories of problems that I have with ex-girlfriends behind this book thing, and but I won't get into that. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. body I forget. Well, not Keith. Yeah, I just need to say, I just need to put it out there so that um, the Facebook bullies stop harassing me. Um, wait, wait a minute, Paul. Uh, I, I have not taken uh, keys away from anybody. He's he's like you said, <laughs> he said he the won't. Facebook bullies. <laughs> yes. Um. Um. That whole thing, that the the picture you saw is the first time we ever met in person. We had known right. each other several years, and we decided to take a, a selfie. Nice picture. Yeah, we just decided to take a selfie. It's a nice picture. And in order to explain your pictures and your friends to these people, screen, we had to kind of put our faces together. But nobody's humping anybody. I promise. <laughs> you don't have to explain yeah, none funny. of this to these people. What is wrong I with do. you? Because no, you I, I feel like somebody's gonna try to get me. I mean, it was really, it was really something. Yeah, no. the reality. Mm-hmm. You can just put them on over to me. You know me. I don't care. 
And listen, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, right? One thing I think I don't, you know, one thing that I'm I'm happy about, for whatever reason, like you know, there's women that I've dated that I've been with that are on my Facebook or whatever, right? And they don't, you don't ever see drama on my page. You know what I mean? Right. You never see like any type of back and forth. It's kind of like, you know, I'm a respectful dude, and I kind of demand that in return. So, you know, not saying that somebody's never seen something that, you know, put them in their feelings and had them send me a text. But in terms of, like, harassing somebody or, you know what I mean, that I haven't experienced that. I hope I never do, you know what I mean? But for the most part, you know, even women that I, you know, they normally don't do that. So that's a good thing. So doing something right. Mhm. You just send the you just send the uh, investigators to my page with that whole thing. <laughs> Who is this? Sure Who sure. is it? What you need? You know what you need to do? Put up a link and be like, "Yo, listen, underneath the picture, like by my book." I make the money since off you have of so it. Many, yeah. Since you have so many questions and concerns here, here's my link for my book. It's a good old twelve dollars. Yeah, that might be that might be a good marketing strategy. I might stick that yeah. out again. Like somebody asks me something crazy, just be like, "I hear you, sis," but um, here's a link for my book. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, okay, so I think I need you to go ahead and, because you sent 14 books, so I know you can't just, like, run down the list of all of your books, but of your catalog, what would you Mm -hmm. say is your, um, your favorite pick? What are your picks out of your catalog? Um, okay. It's, it's hard because it's like, um, it's like picking your favorite child. But I will say the first will always be special to me, mm-hmm. right? Because you know that was the first, and um, your first second, is always special to you. So always, we get always, always. My Except second, if it's Ron, it's probably the most forgettable experience. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. My um, my second open spaces I love because I think. Um, I introduce a lot of people, like, when they ask me, well, what book would you suggest? I always suggest that one because I feel like it's probably my most mainstream storyline, like Middle of the Road, you know, um, Glass Goddesses, Concrete Walls, I love. It was the most personal book I ever wrote. Um, 90% of that book was real, like my real life. Um but right now, if I had to have a favorite, I really love Death in the City. But then I'm in love with the one I'm working on right now. Like, I could go through every book and give you the reasons for why, you know, I love this book. Because I'm passionate right. about I'm sure. them. So I don't really, yeah, I don't really have a, it's hard for me to say I have a favorite. Because also, they're so different that I love them for different reasons. It's like, it's like looking back at relationships. Okay. You know, I love her because this, this, and this, but, you know, another woman, you might love her for different reasons. So right. That's pretty much all of this. I think we get that. And then some of them chicks you just like, so, you know, 
Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't love them just like them. You don't love them just so, like them a lot. <laughs> right. Do you feel that same way about your books? Some of them you just like, you don't love? Um. Well, no, nah, I can't even say that. I think I love them more. Because, you know what it is? I invest so much into them. Um, one one of the things about my approach is that it doesn't matter if it's a blog post, if I'm writing for an anthology just as a favor for a publisher or for another author friend, um, whether it's a status update or a tweet or an Instagram post, I put um, the same energy into all of it because I always felt like you never know where a reader is going to get their first sample or taste of your work, right? So just because I'm working on an anthology that's not mine, or I might not get monetary compensation for doing it, I'm just doing it out of, you know, love or to be a part of a project, I still put mm-hmm. the same effort and energy because all of that is, is basically my brand. That's me. Like, I never want somebody to read something and be like, oh, this is corny, and it has my name on it. You know what I mean? So... That's why I, I would say, like, it's hard for me to say there's anything that I like but not love. Because if, there's things that I've started off right that I like but didn't love, but I'm going to make sure that I won't release it until I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'll sit on the back burner until I love it. And when I love it, that's when I let it loose on the world. Oh. That's a good, that's a good that's policy a good. to have with your writing. Yeah, because I think as writers, we always write something that's just not exactly what you want it to be. So, right. yeah, I leave those in the. Trust me, I have a stack of those in the. And then yeah. you know what'll happen is it's not that it's not a, um that you don't have a good foundation, or that you don't have a good idea. It's just that it's not really what it could be. So mm-hmm. you kind of just leave it alone for a little while, and then you might be in the shower one day, and something pops into your head and be like. That was that's what was missing, and then you mm-hmm. jump back into it. So I table a lot of ideas. I have I, I have an idea book. I think last count I was up to ninety one book ideas in there. And as mm-hmm. you know, I start to feel comfortable with you know I pick them one by one, whichever one I feel like doing, and I jump into it and I go from there. But I won't release anything until I love it. Because if I don't love it, the readers won't love it. You know, right. so, yeah. That makes sense. So, I wish you could do people like that. <laughs> there's, there's, one the guy, until start to act right. there's this one guy that we put on Simmer, mm-hmm. Sim Simmer, Simmer, until right. he's ready yeah. to love him. <laughs> So, um, I'm going to go back to you guys because I just had to, I had to get to the woman thing because, you know, I needed to let the ladies know that I don't have your boo. He is still available to you. (laughs) Oh, it's that picture. It's that picture. It's that picture. It is the picture. I'm, I know it's I'm the picture. Frame that, I'm going to frame that picture and put it on the, on the side of a van. <laughs> right around the I'm going to make a billboard out of that picture. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you're going to cause a stir. Your fans are going to be really looking for who is who, Harpo, who this woman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron, did you have any more testosterone questions? Oh, you finna just beat me down. When it's talking no, about not me. until another 45 minutes. I just wonder because you know the jabs you're taking. I'm catching them. Don't think I'm not catching them. I'm, I'm catching them. <laughs> I'm catching them. I'm just keeping quiet. I'm just keeping quiet. But I, I, I can appreciate the vigor and the verb of what you you throw said said shots. I appreciate them. Anyway, um, all right. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Have Have you transitioned, or do you use any other mediums when you um? deliver your message like you ever thought about writing screenplays or writing songs or, or something of that nature has, has your talent ever, you know, manifested yeah. elsewhere? Yeah, like um I write screenplays. I have a few. You know, um I was discussing with my brother and some of my friends, like, yo, listen, um the the thing with a novel is I could do that by myself. You know what I mean? I could I know how to do uh, from everything from design the cover to sit down, like the story, get it printed up, go out and hustle it. But um, in terms of the film, that is not a one man job. So, um, right now I'm I'm in talk with my friends. Like, look, man, this is how we're gonna do this. This is how we're gonna make sure that everybody's good. I hear the, the I hear the stories where you know guys have web series or they you know they make film and. Everybody contributes, but at the end of it, everybody's not happy. You know, I don't want to create a situation like that. So I'm working on having it structured where I believe it will benefit everybody. And I have friends that will do it just out of the love, just because they want to see me win. But um, I also believe, like, if I'm good, you should be good too. You know what I mean? Because everybody's important. Doing film is not something that I could do by myself. So I don't care if you just held a microphone. If you if you um held a camera, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If you was the guy that went and got lunch, it doesn't matter. It's a thing that I can't do alone. So every part is important. You know what I mean? Your car is like your car. You listen. A fan belt is cheap, but without a fan belt, your car ain't gonna run. You know what I mean? So. That's how I kind of look at it. Every moving part is important. So I'm just trying to structure it where at the end of the day, even if they say, no, nah, it's all right, you know, it's cool. No, I want to make sure that everybody's good. You know, so I do write screenplays. Um, that's one of the things that I want to get into next. But I also want to get into it and do it right. You know, just as, Because I treat it the same way like I treat my books. Like I wouldn't put out anything that I didn't feel was of high quality. So I feel the same way about the film, the film, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not a songwriter. I used to play saxophone a long time ago, um, but now I'm not a songwriter. Ladies, did y'all know that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, don't tell a lot of people that. Yeah, long time, long time. I was pretty good too. I think you're about to create uh, some Facebook stalkers because saxophones, saxophone players kind of sexy. Yeah. 
I need to. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go get one then and start start composing songs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. Just because she asked the question or she posed it, don't mean you got to answer it. She's gonna get you in trouble if you follow her down these streets. She's gonna go I, I somewhere. She's taking me down. <laughs> you see it? You peeped it? Yeah. It's dark. She's taking me and down the alley. I'm telling you, man. Just because she go, here. don't follow her. Yes. What are y'all saying? I mean, it's just like everybody against the Shamor. I simply said saxophone playing mm-hmm. is kind of sexy, so you know, watch out. You're gonna get a stop. Not everybody in the band was attracted to the saxophone player. I mean, not everybody, but it's a sexy ass. Well, we see who was attracted to the saxophone player. We see who was. Right. I, I get it. I, I'm more of a drummer type of girl. I don't know nothing about no saxophone yeah, player. Yeah, the drummers get the girls, man. The drummers. <laughs> you what? The you didn't have the right girls. You didn't have the right girls at your performances, sir. Because saxophone <laughs> players. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's gonna make them win, huh? She's gonna make saxophone players win. <laughs> How you see more better blues? I'm just saying. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that feels nice. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Ron. You had something you were saying. I'm saying y'all stupid. Y'all stupid. That's all I'm saying. I'm done. I ain't got nothing more to add. Oh, Oh, man. Okay, so would you tell us, um, I want to make sure we get this into the show and into your recording. Um, Would you share with us um, how we can find your work? And you online. Oh, yeah. You could, um, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram name is at Reem After Dark, R E E M After Dark. You yeah, I meant to ask follow. you what that means, but we'll get into oh, that. Oh, the Reem After Dark stuff? Okay, then on Twitter, it's the same thing, Reem After Dark. Um, of course, you can go to Amazon, um, K Kareem, you know, put in my name, K Kareem Williams, all my books will pop up. Um, my website, www. Remasterdog.wixsite slash Remasterdog. And um, now you wanted to know the origins of the Remasterdog. Yeah, please share right? with us. Okay. Much of time. Um, I used to, you know, I always wrote love keys in my books and so on and so forth, but I never wrote a lot of it. But um, a publisher reached out to me and asked me, um, you know, would I write some erotica? So I was like, all right, I did it. And I wrote for the, for the anthology. And I believe you were on the anthology, too. Yeah, that's when we met. That's when right. we met. Which, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which book was this? Um, the Eros. Yeah, it was um, the Eros. Right? Yeah. You were my erotica coach. Yeah. That sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah, it sounded real good. But um, uh, <laughs> but when I um, what I realized when I wrote it is that my readership jumped. Like, huh? oh, now y'all want to listen. Mm-hmm. So then um, on Twitter, 
Twitter at nighttime, they used to have a hashtag where people would write sexy things or whatever, and the hashtag was Twitter after dark. So there was a good time period where I would just post, like, you know, you know you're limited on Twitter to 140 characters, but I do a lot with them 140 characters. And, you know, I would hashtag the Twitter after dark. And what I started noticing was that I was getting more attention from people. Like, what kind of books do you write? So, and I was really good at it. So then I just put the handle, remap the dog, and ran with it from That's the origins of it. Gotcha. I knew it had to do something with sex because it had to happen at nighttime. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So, ladies, you go check out that hashtag, and you might get a little bit of erotica from. Yeah, I'm going to start um, doing it again. I stopped because it is, it, 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 you know, sometimes it's troublesome. Like, you know, I get wild and black. You know down. what? I agree. Because I get the most DMs at nighttime about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, all I say is don't mind me trying to go to sleep. <laughs> That's it. So. That's Definitely, please take check out um, Death in the City. Yes. And then while you're there, check out all of the other works by Keith Kareem Williams. You won't be disappointed. Uh, he has a very nice pen, and that was with one E. I don't know about the one with two E's. I have no idea. But check out his writing. It's, it's I very impressive. That. I, I like I like how you did that. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Real subtle. Real subtle. Um, and um, check him out online. Find him after dark. Um, find him on his Facebook page. Um, you're definitely going to get um, a personal uh, journey with him because that's what he does. He does share personal um, stories about, you know, what it's like to be a writer. So, yeah. And every now and then you get to leave hearts and smiley faces on pictures with his children very rarely, but sometimes you get that too. So it's really nice to see guys with their kids. So give them a little love in that department too. We thank you so much for making time for us this evening. My pleasure. Pleasure. It was good talking to all of you guys. And uh, we're definitely going to let you go ahead and take your evening to rest. We're going to end this live feed so that he can share it if he would like to, and it'll just be the portion of the show dealing with him. And we're going to start a new live feed for the uh, second part of the show because no telling what happens during that time. So uh, thank you so much for hanging out with what us. What do you mean no telling? Like, 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 like we a bunch of wild animals or something. Like we go attack <laughs> somebody are. or Whoa, whoa. I am civilized. Yes, Imaj is so civilized. That's why she's my friend. That's why. All right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you are civilized too. Not ever. Thank you. Thank you, Imaj. 
You see how I got an angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder? <laughs> All that, wait a minute. I do provoke people to do bad things sometimes. I don't, not always, this angel. Well, you are an angel. I want to keep the peace. This one got my whole other shoulder just, just occupied while a devilish ass. Just starting <laughs> trouble for no reason. My whole shoulder. <laughs> whole shoulder. Yeah, missed you too. Mm, 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 mm. Imaj, we gotta start using our um, our, our um, what's that? Instagram live? Like I've never gone live on Instagram. Have you ever gone live I, on Instagram? No, I sure have not. I've never done it. Maybe we gotta do one of those. I don't know. Maybe we that way we can try to get up our, our um, Instagram likes or something. I don't know. I want, yeah, I want somebody other than um, half naked women and traveling people to like want to friend me. What do you mean traveling people? Right, it's I was about people. to ask that question. Shut up! I'll answer Iman's question. It's always someone that's like world travelers. All their pictures are of mountains and oceans and, you know, and they like travel with us. And there's some kind of, you know, journalist that does the travel section. I'm like, do I look like I'm going journalist. anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. For real, journalist. It sounds like Michael Pimp to me. Like, come on, baby. I can take you around the world. <laughs> just, just accept my friend request. Yeah, I well, don't no. Get journalists. I, I get journalists because that's what it says. Traveling journalists. No, I don't get. So, I, I I don't get journalists from that. Well, I guess. Well, I that's guess why I asked because I have a lot of people either. that. That's why I, I asked because I have a lot of people that I follow who are. I don't. I want to figure out how they get paid to travel like this because Thank that you, would absolutely be my life. It has absolutely nothing to do with pimps and hoes. No, but they travel a lot too, and and she she don't never pay for nothing. He pays for everything. <laughs> well, how money does she want to make? Well, I mean that's semantics. That's semantics. Now you get into you know what I'm saying the minutia of the details. She earns the money. She gives the money. Whose money really? Who who's does it belong to? It's they money, it's his money. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not a parent. It's her money. Yeah. It's okay. her. Okay. But, like, I have, like, a lot of travel people that, like, my favorite one may be the travel crush, where they're, they're everywhere. Like, I don't even, I mean, God, they're everywhere. They're in Egypt one week, and next week they're somewhere from Blue Water. I just want to be able to live life like that, get paid to just see the world. So I'm trying this live thing. Um, Are you on this live Instagram thing? Yeah, I'm going to try this live Instagram thing for like a few seconds. I mean, I mean, why not? So you're, you're listening to my now show. Uh, we bring in to you live on Instagram. Um, and so, you know, just hang out and listen to the show with us. That was a good opening, right? That was pretty good, right? That was pretty that good. That was good. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
we want you to listen to us. <laughs> so. Not absolutely. It's like, Ron, don't be a jerk right now. We're trying something new. He's no, such a jerk. No, he is a jerk. He can't help being a jerk. So I'm just going to, can I comment on here? Yeah, I can comment. So I'm going to put our hashtag. Um. And then, you know, this would not be the time to be silent. But I'm wondering know what the hashtag was. Hashtag wind down live. All right. Yeah, are you yeah, ever yeah, here? Yeah. Do, are you ever present? Do you, like, smoke something and does something to your memory? That's been our hashtag for months. <laughs> you, 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 you in real form tonight. <laughs> I got a little clip. Hey, her little Facebook best friend that came on. And she just showing all her tail. Right, oh. throwing all kind of letters around and shit. Just go show her tail. That's that's your Facebook best friend forever. Right. Oh, oh that's what it stands for. That's yes. what it stands. Okay, I get it now. I think I'm excited uh, that you did not know what it meant. I think that makes me happy. Oh, well, then there's no need for you to be happy. I was joshing. <laughs> okay. Let's, are you allowed to josh if you, if you are melanated? Can you josh? Only Ronald can josh. So Ronald, Ronald just showed probably up. joshes. I think Ronald joshes. Ron <laughs> does not josh. <laughs> Ronald just showed up for the show. He's yeah. here now. Oh, Ron like jokes. Ron CP time and is never at work on time. Does not Josh at all. Say no mm. more. Mm-hmm. Say no more. <sighs> okay, so I did a face. I mean, I did Instagram live. Hi, Instagram live. This is part of the Wine Now show. I'm now going to end this Instagram live because this is not as much fun as my Facebook live. And some of my Facebook live friends are waiting for me to do the second part. So of the you show. can't Facebook live and Instagram live at the same time. So you might want to go on back over there to Facebook. So I can't can do both. Talk to the people. Nope. She yes, she goes. Did, she, see what I'm saying? She ain't faithful. You know what I'm saying? She, 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 she got a side nigga for Insta. Oh, you know what I'm she got side. side. I have no side. Nothing. I am faithful. <laughs> no I side. Nothing. I am oh, adventurous. Wow. I do try things. And so I tried you out Instagram Live, and it's uh, a no for me, dog. I don't know. That's that bullshit. So. Ronald, or who are you today? Are you Whoa. Ron or Ronald? Who are you today? Well, well, um, this isn't necessary. There's, there's no reason for you to call out my government like that. That that's not needed. It was for clarity. I mean, it don't really matter. They're the same person. Hiding? So I mean, it's, I'm I'm trying to understand you why you got to put the old the old. What's all that for? What are you hiding? Are you hiding? 
Is Ron an alien? Enunciate. To enunciate. Well, well no, I'm not hiding. And, and no enunciation needs to be made. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Let's get to the partying and bullshit and stuff. Let's not get to that. Leave Ron alone. Yeah, we need you to be Ron tonight. Ron gives good bullshit conversation. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what we're talking about. You know exactly what we're talking about. Stop trying to stop trying to Josh us, Ronald. Just get Ron on the phone. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> I love the fact that she did a Ron voice. Like that made it even more fun. Like when she used in my Ron voice, that shit was hilarious. That's what we do. I've been doing voices all day. Okay, we got jokes. Every time to party and bullshit. Time to do some no shit with your friends. I get it. I get it. Why should I come to work and, you know what I'm saying, and start going postal? Start going postal. Not, start. Why would you go postal at this job, Ron? Who's going to make you go postal? Shamor. Huh? How about her? Her. She is, for one. Her downstairs. Her downstairs. <laughs> I just want to know, how come I'm always... A problem. Even when I haven't said anything, I'm not even talking right now, and I'm a problem. Like, what did I do to you? What are you doing? You're such a crybaby. I should have drank that while I was while I was about to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to kill me. (laughs) All right, so one. We'll start with you. I'm saying. What is it that makes you call bullshit? Bullshit. Yeah. What makes you call bullshit? Besides the whole line of questioning that you have um, posed to me every every damn Wednesday, that's bullshit. But always me. Always. You know what I, I I call bullshit on? I don't really understand how a child can go through the whole school year and be dumb all school year and get to the end of the year and still get promoted. <laughs> I call bullshit on that. Leave their little bullshit. ass back. Leave their ass back. Embarrass their ass and make them learn something. Social social promotion. promotion. Social promotion is bullying in 2017. So there will, I mean, um, uh, retention is bullying. So social promotion is the solution. But retaining children. Retention is so retention is bullying. So leaving somebody back is bullying. You make them stay back. Oh my gosh! Look at the 
mental damage you do and the uh, social emotional damage you do to that child by retaining them. No, that's bullying. Pass my child. Yeah. And you know, you got your parents to thank for that. You know, you know, one of the things that I call bullshit is new age parenting. You hold up a mirror to new age parenting, I call bullshit, and they say, what are you talking about? I'm not like that. They want to govern everybody except for the kids. Isn't that crazy? Let me tell you the story about some bullshit. Okay, so I don't know if you guys saw that I asked what 22 pounds of wheat was valued at in the streets because... I saw that. Did you see the story that goes along with that? About the 13-year-old girl? Yes, I did. It's because they ran that story here. So, yes, I've seen the story. Okay. Because some people thought I was just asking. They were making comments like, oh, it means jail time. But I was like, no, this really happened, and this is some bullshit. So, it's a long, convoluted story. And so, I'm not going to try to get into it. But there was weed that was stolen by a set of people. Um, Those people wanted to steal the weed back. In trying to steal the weed back, they went into the house. They said, hey, let's kidnap the girl. They kidnapped the little 13-year-old girl. Um, And then they say, we have her. And if you you don't give it to her, we're going to kill her. If you don't give uh, give us the weed, we're going to kill the girl. Well, they don't kill, they don't give them the weed, I guess. And so they did just what they said. They killed the girl. So the baby is deceased. They killed her. And they didn't just kill her. They did some gangster mafia stuff and, and chopped her body parts up and stuff. Just horrible no, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they cut her up into pieces. Um, they also killed one of the gentlemen of interest at one time. And, um, you know, they cut out his tongue, gouged his eyes out, cut his ears off. That's some, yeah. that's some Mexican stuff. That ain't no black people. That's Mexican so gangsta do that. So so we get the everybody, I don't know if about you or everybody's um got the Amber Alert uh, like a Wednesday. Okay, we all got this Amber Alert like Wednesday. So the Amber Alert goes off. We're looking for this baby. How come the baby was actually abducted on Monday? Okay, not Wednesday, on Monday. But how come the people that actually reported the baby missing were not her parents. So her parents didn't report her missing on Monday or Tuesday. Someone else had to report the baby missing on Wednesday for the Amber Alert to even go out. In this whole process, and I know this is a terrible, tragic event, but the, the family, the, the mother to this baby has not been seen speaking out. So I'm just thinking about parenting because they knew, the other people knew that the drug should have been in that house where that baby was. That baby was in that house watching an autistic baby. Now, mind you, she's 13. So she's babysitting another baby who is autistic, and they're the only two in the house. But you know, you know people are looking for you. You know people are looking for your your um marijuana why 
is that baby anywhere uh, not safeguarded, period. Because you're in the game. Your family's in the game. So you know that things have been happening with this weed for the last couple of days. Why is that baby not somewhere protected, period, in the story? If you guys want to be in the game, good. But the baby? So when I talk about parenting, I, I look at that whole full cycle. like Because I saw part of this story being posted in a group that's for educators because an educator saying her baby was missing. That that That's one of her students. And she was like, somebody abducted one of my students. Guys, would you please share this? Would you please share this? So that educator feels such a sense of connection to this child. And we're in our summertime. And she is trying to get people to share this uh, Amber Alert information. And yet parenting did not report this baby as even missing. And you know why? Because I know who got her. Because I know why they got her. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Your child that your child is that expendable. So right. these I, are, I, Listen, I could have another child. I, I ain't going to never get another 22 pounds for free. Right. Right. And that hurts hurts me so much To know that That was that baby's reality That was her reality She When they took her She had enough Wherewithal On her own To tell the autistic baby To go hide So that they only took her At 13 That mean that baby then lived and seen some things. Absolutely. That's where, and that's not all parents. I know it's not all parents, but it's sad that that is any parenting for a kid. Don't put yourself in a lifestyle, then you do it. But don't force that kind of thing on your, nothing detrimental onto your child. You know, that's that cool. So I call bullshit on that. And I also call bullshit, y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist. I call bullshit also on the FBI swoop down on this case in microseconds. Like, but y'all wasn't already watching them? Yeah. How many Amber Alerts did we get for the missing D.C. girls? How many FBI agents did y'all swoop down over there and look for those babies? A bunch of bullshit. Right, right. Okay, so what's your bullshit, Imaj? Um, after that bullshit, I mean, really? Um, you gotta lighten the mood. Okay, so. I am going to talk about some celebrity bullshit and how we have been so thoroughly entertained today by their bullshit. Um, that old Rob Kardashian in Black mm. China. Mm. <laughs> okay, first of all, that, we, who didn't think that whole relationship was some bullshit? But okay, y'all was in love, whatever that was. But uh, why must okay? 
it's like, I don't get it. Some celebrities don't talk about their stuff in public, while some of them, that's the only place they know to go to. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, there was early morning bullshit of Black Shauna sending her baby daddy, whatever he is, Rob Kardashian, a, a video of right. her kissing on another man in their bed. Well, I would like to say, Rob, you stupid. You knew she was a hoe. And in the words of Uncle Snoop, you, she saw a sucker, and so she licked it. So, therefore, she came up on this lick. She, she got you $400,000 for a tummy tuck, dude. Are you serious? And some boobs in the booty. Boobs in the booty. Don't right. Do and, I mean, you know, we understand that the baby stretched out a little bit. So she had everybody think she was taking the tummy tea. That ain't took no, ain't drank no tea unless her throat was bothering her, putting too much pain <laughs> down there. You know? <laughs> she needed a protein shake. You know, there ain't no protein shake and no tea or no exercising. You just wearing sweatsuits just because they cute. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're not doing no working out. You're not working out. Nobody's nothing in no sweatsuit. <laughs> Nothing. This is some bullshit. Like, why do we have to deal with this bullshit on a Wednesday? Like, it's entertaining, yes. But then, but then you get these super ass woke ass people who don't even know how to giggle. But you know what? Here's here's what I I was calling bullshit again. So everybody got a little up for and got the panties all in a knot because T.I. showed up on the scene. I wanted to throw in, you know, that Rob's a duck and, and, and you a duck. Everybody's like, he needs to mind his damn business and he needs to worry about him and Tiny. And so then I uh, came back and he's like, let me spill the tea on you, T.I., so he tells the story about the threesome. Some with him and Tiny, and and he paid her. And I'm sitting here waiting. What's the shade? Like they like threesomes. They pick somebody to do a threesome and they pay them. What's the shade? If they if they agreed to invite them, that's what the hell they did. Why are you trying to shade that? You didn't invite these other dicks into your bedroom. That's why you made. Mm-hmm. You haven't done anything. What he's talking about, but then like the which I guess they Ti haters now, they sit on their perch and they were like, he didn't mind his damn business, and and I said, are y'all even listening to yourselves? Are you listening to yourselves, people? The Kardashians' business, business. If it wasn't for them putting their business in the public, you wouldn't know what a Kardashian was. That is their yeah. business. So they're doing exactly mm. with this whole mm. I call bullshit because if Rob doesn't do that, he won't get another reality show. Duh. He's got to have some kind of bullshit in the public for someone to say, oh yeah, you are relevant. We want to put a camera in your kitchen. That's why. That's why. So, please, if y'all are tired of that shit, stop talking about it. And it'll go away. It will. 
Really but I call that all. It just those people. Why do we even entertain them? Like I'm with Beyonce. Send them gifts back. I don't like that bitch. Why would I need to? <laughs> Beyonce yes, yes. Away. She didn't even send them she back. Didn't, she she didn't like, them to the nurse. Excuse me, Janet, to do you need some Gucci socks? <laughs> but it's for your baby. Because they all were baby clothes. Yeah. And it was stuff for like glue and for the twins. Right. And so she sent them back. She sent them to the nurses that were there at the uh, hospital. You need this for your baby. Okay, here you go. What size your baby was? 3T. Here, here you go, right here. She didn't even, that's what I'm saying, she didn't even send it back. The little headline said she gave it back, but she didn't, she gave it away. <laughs> that's not even giving it back. Yeah, honey, it's that some dog little baby. It's some little baby at a, you know, $20 an hour daycare with clothes on that cost more than a week. They, yeah, yeah. The, the, the clothes cost more than a week daycare. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, I just when they're like nobody likes you, like like nobody likes them. Stop trying to be everybody's friend. Nobody likes you. Wait, 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 wait! I gotta call bullshit again. I gotta call bullshit again. Okay, 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 okay. How does Rob get on the internet and try to shade China about surgery of any kind? And his sisters are plastic. Really? You get a boy. Are you serious? Oh, I'm getting ready to post a picture on my Instagram that's really about to throw some shade. Because it's like, so Rob Kardashian paid for China's weight loss surgery and didn't get one himself? <laughs> right. <laughs> I saw somebody said that earlier today. I was like, Whoa. well... Whoa, that's not. But nice. did you see the video that's floating around too? You see the video? They said that, that, not, that a not skinny, none of it. Skinny Rod, Rob Kardashian, will slap the hell out of a woman. And there's a video of him slapping the little girl that he used to go with that used to be on that show. What is the show? The little, I mean, he used to be in that group, the Cheetah Girl. Oh, the um, the Balion girl who married um the 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 singer, and he need a bra. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So when they're dating, he slapped the hell out of her in the kitchen. So mm-hmm. Don't, mm-hmm. don't say he don't hit women because it's quite possible. It's quite possible that he does. I said that? No, you didn't say that. Is your name Rob? Rob would it be. Not Robbled. We didn't call you. No, you said so. Don't say that. I'm, uh, I'm wondering. I'm like, I never said that. But anyway. I didn't say I'm talking to America. Because they're defending him. They're saying that she used to be. Like, how do you know if he ever hit her? You don't sleep in their bed. I mean, some people do, but not you. You talking to all of America or just a certain segment of America? Like, who? who, 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 What America? America that hasn't been in their bed. So it's not all of America right now. It's not. It's not every 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 everybody. Everyone has access to what I'm saying. So anyone in any facet could pick it up and, and click on my, me. I'm public, and they could see it. So I'm addressing them too. Oh, 
if that's okay I, with you. I mean, I know you are the police of everything that I say. I, mean, I, I was just trying to figure out exactly, you know, what kind of yeah. you know, demographics are picking yeah. up what we're putting down. Right. Everybody. We we, we are um, listening to, if I can get to my map, I think they said France and America and, or actually I think it's Europe. So I'm thinking London area, and then America. Whoa, this is an educator. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, I whoa. mean Africa. What's going on? Wait, I mean, Africa. Africa. I, I mean Europe. <laughs> I mean not Europe, France. Oh, France is in Europe. My bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm leaving off Africa. That's and that's where I was going. It's like no way, Africa is the other one. So yeah, that's that's where. So we actually are um. Across the pond. That's cool. <laughs> I think we should run over there to do some kind of local greet, meet and greet. And then, like, just it. get a one way ticket and just leave his ass there. Oh, oh my goodness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One way ticket? No, Ron has to come back. Why? Because he has a family here. No, they can go. <gasps> you sending his whole family away with him too. Because I don't ever want to separate. I don't ever want to separate. You know, father and daughter. That's beautiful, and I know his lady loves him. So we just don't want him back. And so, just Thank so everybody's together, him. just. I just don't know what to do with you sometimes. I, I don't know. I be trying, Ron. I be trying. I see, and I appreciate your effort. But this lady is just too much. She is entirely too much. She needs to be wheeled in. Some somebody needs to wheel her ass in because she is ridiculous. I'm not a little bitch. I'm not gonna. I'm not on a hook. Nobody's reeling my ass in. What do you think? Mm-mm. Them um them women almost reeled you in and tried to get you all the way girl, in the water. Girl, <laughs> them women. They tried to get you. They tried to get you in order, honey. Who is this baby. long head waving half a? Oh, glistening and glowing on this damn picture. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, so what did the inboxes say? What they say? People just wanted to know, was there, was that a picture of you, was that a picture of you and your boo? And I was like, no. People that I've, like, never seen before, like, I've never, like, chatted with or anything. I had to check and see if we were friends. Um, Was that a picture of you and your boo? I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, isn't that Keith? Where were you guys? Because I want to, you know, what, what festival was that? I might want to do that next year. I was like, mm, hmm. Um, that was it. It was, like, real simple, like, subtle. But then, like, the first time we, we posted it, like, that weekend of that book festival, oh, my uh-huh. God. The number of likes was amazing. And so I made a comment, like, uh, first time meeting. It was nice meeting you, BFF. And 
that was a real simple comment. I got like a hundred likes on that comment. Like really, who liked that comment? But that was that subtle message to let you know that I saw that shit. You know how it is. I saw that. You cute and all, but you ain't that cute. Don't don't come through here acting like, girl, you don't sit your ass down somewhere. It was one of those to let him know that I saw her comment on your thing. I know what she said, and I know who she is. So if I need to ask uh-huh. her, I can ask her. And I was like, slow your road, boo. Okay. Wow. All right, but, but, but people do realize that you and 99 other motherfuckers that clicked the same button. So now the thing that was trying to make you stand out and sunk you back into the middle of this other 99 people that I still don't know who the hell you are. I mean, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's the type to even care. Like, he, I, I just, just from the conversation, he was probably like, I don't know them chicks. Who cares what they got to say? They can like all they want. So he don't give that that pushover. Type but, like, vibe. that was so funny. Like, that was one comment on, um, on one one because he put it on both he put it on facebook and instagram and i wasn't even speaking about that comment but that comment stood out to him and he was like oh you mean when old girl said this and i was like you know i wasn't no talking in general he's like i'm sorry you're talking in general i thought you were talking about i was like no but now that i see that you caught that that tells me something you know so i knew and what does it tell you and and, and what does it tell you Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you for jumping that right out my head. Go ahead. What does it tell you, Miss Bumble? It tells me that the comment that was made, the comment, have a connection to him in such a way that he assumed a very general statement was very specific to mm. So he got, not only is it probably an inbox toe, but he hmm. probably had a portion of it. Okay, we get it. That's all you had to say. You made a seller. I mean, I, mean, I just feel like between some lines have, now. We, I'm a reader. I, I feel like that maybe story. that person went into the inbox and was like, I need some specific information. I'm not doing all this on Facebook or on Instagram. I need to come in the DM or the, uh, whatever the other thing, inbox, and I need to get very specific with you. You know what I mean? With you. No, because I've been very specific with you. Like we done done some with stuff. You. I done, you know what I was about to That's be real a bold. Word, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, with you. I was about to be real with bold you. on this right there. One second, I was about to make a run here. Oh, just, you know what? That that's some bullshit too. I get sick of women doing that dumb shit. Right. I'm not about to have a pissing war with you with a man that I not like that with. Like, are you serious? And if I was like that I mean, with him, you wouldn't be a factor. But the thing about it is, like, I don't have a problem saying, like, this is my boo. You know, y'all, I do so many things online. I wouldn't have a problem saying, this is a picture of me and my boo. Look at us. If I want to put that out there. With you is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Which you? Now, how many more Which times you? we gotta tell you that? <laughs> America, with you is a word. It's all one word. It's all together. With, it is a with word. you. With you. 
W I T D H U with you is the word. With you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, using like, it all my life. Like, with you is a word. With your mama. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's my girl. With your mama. I was making a sentence wrong. Making a sentence. She just gave you an example. She was using it in a sentence so you can spell it right. With your mama. Now I know you can spell it. And if you can't spell it, ask your daddy. And he'll get with you. Because he was with your mama. So he probably can spell it. The two of years, y'all fucking Thelma Louise act is hilarious. Y'all need to go on the road somewhere. Live Nation need to put y'all at no mid size venues. Line. Now you know it's been well. Right, Jade. right. That was a whole tree of shade. That was like a whole tree of shade. You see how she does it? She spin that damn loyalty right around and turned it right back to wrong. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity. She one of those friends that be like, she's one of those friends like, yeah, we gonna fight this chick. Come on, we we gonna I'm gonna help you fight. And you get there, she be like, girl, let me hold your purse. Uh, we gonna fight. We're no, helping. no, no. If we fighting, we fighting. Now I ain't gonna do you like that if we in the fight, fight. Like I'm, we gonna fight for real. But girl, we gonna talk about this fight after we have it. But. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why are we fighting over here, kid? Oh, okay. That's why we beat her up. Okay, good. That's fine. As long as we beat her up. But I'm an equal opportunity throw, shade thrower. Ask Dre. I throw shade at him all day long. And he was like, really? But I'm your friend. I throw shade. That's what I do sometimes. I don't, I don't know that it was shade. I just think it was very perceptive. Yeah, cause you, now you know good and well, we ain't going nowhere if it requires her to get on the airplane. If she got and we ain't going no further than the Texas state line. That's it. You might we get gonna, to Albuquerque, New Mexico. You might. Mm-mm, no, we ain't going past Texas. We're going to drive to every county in Texas. But we ain't going to do that 14 hour drive across Texas. <laughs> oh, that, shoot. That 20 hour from top to bottom. We can't even cross into Mexico because she's scared to do that. No. Y'all know what I'm saying. Ever told you it's a cartel over there? They have a cartel. I understand that they have a cartel over there across the border in Texas. But when mm-hmm. I go to Cancun, the cartel don't bother me. That's because you kind of light-skinned. You look like them a little bit. Depending on what that's because you kind of light-skinned. Don't talk to that. They're my cousins. How you, I told you they're my cousins. Right. So they'd be like, you know, cousin, hey, Prima, cousin. Prima, come over <laughs> That's Who are those dark fuckers with you? <laughs> yeah, they could be like, are those the Dominicans? <laughs> Y'all stupid. We don't mess with them. Look at her hair. <laughs> Look at her hair. It's all fucking wavy. 
because she's one of y'all too. It's she's that one black that black they don't want to fool with. Don't call me the wrong one of us. They don't fool with some of us now. They might think I'm uh-huh. Cuban. They like, look, we gonna you're not making it out of here today, ma'am. Well, you ain't got to worry about that because you ain't crossing over the border and leaving the state of Texas for nothing. So that you don't have to worry about. Ronald, Ronald, I need you to channel your inner Ronald so that he listens because Ron, he ain't about shit. Your inner Ronald, please. I ain't appealing to your inner Ronald. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how are we going to see all the Texas? I've seen no other part of the United States. I have been outside of the state of Texas several times, so let's not get caught up on what's comical, and let's talk about what is true. (laughs) I just left Washington, D.C., and I flew there, and I flew back home. I was not in Texas the whole time that I was flying in and sleeping and flying back. Okay, so look at this. So, since you flew to D.C., okay, and, and then, what's that other place? I completely, you uh, I completely to Chicago. Did. I remember you going to Chicago. I did. I went to New York. I went to Atlanta. Okay. Well, can we go to Puerto Rico? Can we go to the... Are Bahamas? you missing the connections? We... How do you go so from you New York? To... You went to New That's York. Right. You went to... You went to Atlanta, you went to Washington, then you start throwing out some Spanish stuff. Like, ma'am, these are not, these are all places that speak American. Puerto Rico is American. American. First of all, the U.S. Virgin Islands is American. Puerto Rico is American. But they don't speak American. Yes, they do. What are you talking about? First of yes, all, it's English. First of all, it's right. English. No, that's a they all speak different variations of English. The English I speak down here when I say with you is not the same English that you speak in New York. It's not the same. <laughs> uh, first of what all, there's no what reason. Right, what was that? <laughs> you talking about you got marshmallows in your mouth. That's not attractive. Don't do that. That was not sound like both. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought that. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's what they would not mean. Oh, now she ain't got nothing to say. But they speak English in Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and they are territories of the United. So we can go so there just like without. Where? No, I was, Where I was saying so. It's just, it's, no, I was saying it's just like America. It sure is. You can go over there with your birth certificate. You don't even need a passport. See, so she's making excuses. You know what? That's what somebody said on her one of her posts when they say it was some bullshit. They stick with people and they bullshit as excuses. Yep. That's what they say. I'm, I'm sick of people and they bullshit excuses too. But you know what I'm sick too. of more than that? What? I'm sick of people and they bullshit work ethic. 
I'm sick of people saying, oh, we're the best at something, and they don't put no goddamn work in. They are mm. lazy bastards. They get get there late, leave early. I mean, it's sickening because when you're in a, a team environment, somebody else now has to pick that up. Mm-hmm. You know you, you know what I mean? When you leave it down there, somebody got to pick it up, but the team has to get the job done. And when you know that you could just be a little lax, you know, slack off a little bit because somebody else will do it, that's some bullshit. That's yep. some bullshit. I seen I seen that happen late last week at um at, at work, and I'm looking at it like it didn't directly affect me, but I seen it happen, and it it, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, you know, that's some bullshit. But um, it wasn't I my it bullshit, so I kept it moving. <laughs> I see it, all, see it all the time. The time. All the time. Even though I work from home, I still have a team, so. I see it all the time where, you know, people don't understand that it takes a team to make this happen. What are you doing? Why do you think your system has been hacked? Why aren't you doing the same work that the rest of us are doing? So, yeah, get your lazy ass on the phone and do this job. Thank you. That's what you're here for. That's what you get paid for. Exactly. It's not going to kill you. It, it, I, I mean, just 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 do it. Do do it with a little bit of proficiency, with a little bit of pride. Just a little bit. You don't gotta have much. Just some. And, just um, enough to be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't even have to be it. the top tier, but at least be successful in some shit. Thank you. That's all I get I'm saying. It. I get it. I you know, get that me. thing, brother Ron. All right. See now you're trying to hurt me. Oh. <laughs> I didn't call you Ronald. I said brother Ronald. The world. I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore, Ronald. You guys. What did you do? Did we give you a complex? You don't know yourself anymore. Exactly. I got me. You know what I'm saying? Switching personalities and shit. Like I'm Sybil or somebody. Sybil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I ain't Jesus. What the what? Did Shamor lose contact or something? You already know she... Listen. Somebody knocked on her front door so she went and got her pistol. (laughs) No. Oh, no, that don't happen. It was a sale on shoes, and and, and they said she had to be there in the next 10 minutes, so she left, but she didn't tell her. That's what shoe store is open at this time of night? Oh, that ain't happening either. But you know what? That would be a great idea because you know how sometimes things can happen and you need like a quick shoe repair or you need to just go buy a new pair of shoes. What if there was a 24-hour shoe store? I Or like... Or like a if shoe a, food truck, like the you know the like a shoe boutique truck. If it was a twenty-four hour shoe, any fucking thing. Hey. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.